Hello, how's it going? I'm out in the rain and it's not very nice at all. In fact, it's pretty minging I have to say. It's been raining since I got up at 8 this morning and it's now, must be after 9. It is, it's half 9 at night. And there was a brief, must have been 3 minutes, when I looked out the door and it wasn't raining so I put my jacket on and then down it came again so I'm out in my winter coat this has been like November weather ferries cancelled it's it's just crazy and the dogs haven't been out and I've not got my step count done and I've been sitting down all day at my computer I just wanted to get out so I'm out and it's alright really although it's minging so I've got my my gill jacket, my yellow jacket on, my hood up, and I brought my selfie stick just in case, but it's probably too dark anyway. As they say, the nights are fair drawn in. <laughs> that always reminds me of my mum. And it's it's a humorous thing because it goes back to what year would it have been? I think I was 14 when I came to Arran for the first camping trip. I'd been to Arran before, but I'd never been allowed to go camping. And my pals had. And I remember my dad not letting me go the year before and getting all resentful about it. And years later he told me that that was one of his his moments as a parent because he felt that that was the right decision. And he didn't think I was going to stick to it. He thought I was going to go anyway. And I didn't. But he told me that he didn't know what he would have done. He was quite a strict man, my dad. So he might have... Oh, who knows? It's all speculation. He doesn't know what he would have done, so I certainly don't know. But the year I did get to go was... I think I was 14. I might have been 15. I can't actually remember. But what happened was... We got to the campsite at Glen Rosa and at the top of the hill there's a big tree with a rope swing on it. So we dumped our bags, started playing about on the rope swing. We called it a tarsi. Those kind of swings were always called tarsi swings. And uh, yeah, I came off right at the peak, the, 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 the peak height of the swing when it was right up over the hill so when I fell it was quite a distance and I fell and broke my wrist so I was on the next ferry home to Cross House Hospital where they set my wrist and all that and put it in a stookie but I remember I remember the nurse coming in and saying the nights are fair drawing in and me and my mum having a laugh at that because it's just one of those Scottish phrases that everybody says, you know. Folk like to talk about the weather and folk like to talk about the nights drawing in. So, yeah, whenever I hear that phrase, it makes me think of me and my mum laughing conspiratorially at the nurse's Ayrshire chat. So, there you go. It's nice to be reminded of my mum. It's actually coming up to four years now since she died it was August the 16th 
so yeah next week I think and you know it takes me back to the the time when she was in the hospital she was in hospital from June through to August my god the burn is rushing <laughs> so yeah June through to August and I was travelling over two three times a week to go and visit and I remember Game of Thrones was on at the time and I was watching that on the ferry on the way across and I was listening to the Gollum and the Ginny or Genie, D-J-I-N-N-I a fantastic book but I remember listening to that in the car on the trip and I also remember listening a lot to Joe Gilder and gosh what was his pal called can't remember wow Joe Gilder and his pal ran a podcast called Home Studio Corner or is that Joe's I can't even remember the name of the podcast Joe Gilder's website is Home Studio Corner and they did a a thing online called Dueling Mixes where you could sign up pay a monthly fee and get access to the stems of different different genres of song that you could mix and at that time we were making an album for North Country Winters I was actually recording mixing and mastering the whole thing it was a huge project for me and you know one that I'm quite proud of but it's Genesis really was summer 2016 when I was listening I was actually cramming Joe Gilder's website and his, his podcast that he did with no it's still not there the other guy Graham Cochran there you go isn't memory a funny thing where do these things where do the memories go Graham Cochran right so the two of them they, they were mentors to me and I went on to follow Joe Gelder exclusively I ditched Graham Cochran Joe Gelder's style just appealed to me so much more and he used Studio One by Presonus which I went on to buy a licence for and basically I learned how to work it by following his videos so there you go interesting so yeah it was a bit of a tangent wasn't it just because of the nights drawing in the album is not on Spotify anymore because it was costing me a lot of money to pay the cover fees to have it published so every year I was spending a good bit of money and not really making any money off it so it's not there I should put it on YouTube or something at least so I can point people to a playlist of my album but I'll get to that sometime I suppose so yes today is exam results day that takes me back as well not happy memories I have to say so my daughter this is her first year of SQA exams it's the Scottish national exams and she did five what's called NAT fives national fives which are I suppose equivalent to the O grades that I did 
in the 80s, which then went on to become known as Standard Grades, I think. And now they're called Nat 5s. So she did five Nat 5s and one higher, which is quite remarkable in her junior exam year to do a higher, because normally you don't do that until the following year. So she did higher music. Surprise, surprise. And the results came today. She got five A's in her Nat 5s. And she got a B for music. So bear in mind that she's a year ahead. She's sitting an exam that normally she wouldn't sit till next year. Bear in mind, the music teacher left. There was a temporary teacher. And the workload was unbalanced. So the teacher was having to teach different grades at the same time and split his attention between different groups, etc, etc. Then came lockdown. So the exam results are actually based on the preliminary exams that the kids did. Sorry, the young people that they did in January. So Freya got an A for music in January. And her coursework was was good so we're a little bit dismayed that she got a B now bear in mind that she got 5 A's and a nat 5's and she's sitting an exam a year early but also bear in mind that music is her chosen career path, it's her passion and so Really the only result she cared about was music. So it's understandable that she's really feeling down at the moment. So I submitted an appeal. I wrote to the the headmistress of the school. And we're going to appeal the result. Because she didn't get a chance to show what she had learned from, let's say, February through to when did RCS finish? Oh, probably August. No, I don't know. It wasn't that long ago. But in actual fact, it didn't finish because the RCS, the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland, where Freya goes on Saturdays, they continued the lessons through lockdown on Zoom. And... Even after the course finished, we've carried on paying her tutor for weekly lessons on her French horn. So she's actually, at least at higher level, probably beyond that. So she didn't get a chance to sit an exam to show any of what she had learned since March. So I feel that she's really been slighted. I don't know what's going on. Now she and... The music teacher that came in to replace the one who left, he was temporary. He's actually going on to take on a contract, so he'll be full-time next year. But but he and Freya did not get on at all. They had a big clash, and we had lots of meetings about it, discussions and all of that stuff. And it's possible that that has something to do with the teacher's marking. I don't know. But it definitely needs to be looked into. Although, I mean, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme because 
She's going away to music school next week, in fact. She'll be going away on Tuesday next week. We're taking her over to get her into her accommodation on Tuesday night, ready to start her new school Wednesday morning. Now, this school is called Douglas Academy, and it has one of the best music departments of any school in Scotland. And it's quite tough to get in. But she did. She auditioned and she got in. So she's got two years ahead of her with some of the most challenging lessons that she'll have had. Some of the best teachers that are available in the country. And she'll be continuing with Conservatoire as well on Saturdays. So... She's got two years to level up. And at the end of those two years, I mean, the only other exam she can do is advanced higher, which I guess she could still do next year. But why struggle to cram it in if you don't need to? Because really the result is just a reflection of a particular period of time and even then it's not because as you see the current result that she has is not a reflection on this period of time at all so yeah what I'm saying is the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter what the exam result is except for the fact that she needs A's in, hand, in music and, and in probably three or four other subjects in order to get into undergraduate music courses at university. But she'll make it. I mean, come on. But of course, as as a parent, as a an almost 50-year-old who's got some life experience, I can look back and say, yep, yeah, those school exams were... They were less than pointless. <laughs> you know, they didn't... They didn't change a single thing in my life. But you can only say that from from the future. You can't make yourself see that when you're in the moment. I know that as well as any. So it's really just about letting her know that it's going to be okay. And persuading her to believe that. And just, I think, giving her some time. She just needs some time to to let this sink in. It's such a such a heartbreaking thing to see, to watch her go through this. But it's it's a life lesson, isn't it? However, that said, I do think she deserves an A, and we are going to appeal and try and make that happen. So I'm just coming up to the. The fence near the geese at Glenkiln Farm, and I think this is the highest I've ever seen this. I wouldn't call it a burn today, I'd call it a river. This is incredible! So much water. I'm going to walk to the bridge. It's a shame I can't get my selfie stick out. As I said, it's too dark anyway to show you, but I'm sure you can pick it up on the mic. Crazy fast water. Wow. So I'm just heading to the bridge now. 
I'll get a swatch at the water going under the bridge before I turn and head back home. The rain seems to have eased a little bit. Still got my hood up. Can you hear that? I mean, this is normally inaudible on my mic, or slightly, barely audible. Quite hypnotic, actually, watching it come under the under the bridge. I was actually looking at Google Maps yesterday and I did the street view and followed this track. You can actually follow this farm track all the way from Glen Kiln to where the road starts. I was quite surprised at that because it's not a main road, it's just a farm track. So if you want to, you can jump on Google Maps and check out this bridge that I'm standing on. I'm just going to start heading back. So yeah, that's the story of the Freya's exam results. It's, I don't know. We'll make of it what we will and her life will continue and it's just it's such a privilege to watch this girl be all that she can be and navigate life lessons like these disappointments and put everything into things I mean I wouldn't say that this is a failure she probably would but she she gave it her all and she will continue to do that because that's just what she's like I think she's more like her mother in that regard than I certainly at school I came away with one hire and that was a C in woodwork and that was at the end of fifth year so she's way ahead of me and I turned out alright I think <laughs> but speaking of how I turned out I was at the nurse appointment this afternoon I spoke about how I ended up having a nurse appointment in the last episode and said that I would come back and let you all know how it went and it went just as I expected she started out by saying here's why I've called you in I said I know my glucose levels are way too high and she said we spoke about last time Increasing your medication, and that was your last chance. So we are going to increase your medication. I said, aye. Uh, when we spoke on the phone, Nikki, you asked me if I would start to take some some glucose results. So that's what I've been doing, and here they are. So when she first called me to make the appointment, it was first week in July I think and my glucose levels at that time were on some measurements above 18 and it's supposed to be about 6 or 7 uh, my HbA1c was 8.8 when she gave me the phone call so the results were high I freaked out a bit I went on a diet I'm following the keto diet now which is a thing I know works well for me. And yeah, it is working well for me. The results have been down to normal for the past three weeks, I think. 
and I showed her the results and she was very happy and she said, okay, I won't put you on any more medication. Well done. Which is what I was hoping because I didn't want to have to start taking more medication. So that was an excellent result. And then we checked my weight. I've gone down from 83 kilos to 80. Well, my scales say 78, but I'll go with hers because it was in a medical facility after all. And I'm going to take my hood down now. I think the rain's off enough. So that was an excellent result. And yeah, then we did my foot test, which was good. She basically, I don't know if any of you know, a diabetic foot check is where they give it a, a once-over. Check your feet for any signs of anything untoward. And then they get a tiny little toucher and ask you to close your eyes and then you you let them know when you can feel the sensation of the toucher touching your feet. So all was good. And I came away from that feeling quite good. I'd achieved what I hoped I would achieve and now I'm on the path. Now I'm on the I've got a habit now of eating properly. I'm not getting hungry anymore and wanting to snack all the time. I'm not feeling sugar lows. And yeah, everything's great. I've been off the antidepressants since... Was it April? I can't even remember now. It's been a while. I remember my talks used to be about side effects most of the time on these dog walks. And the side effects have more or less gone completely. I still get the odd dizzy spell. But uh, on the whole, I'm I'm, I'm doing really good. <laughs> Which is fantastic, isn't it? Hi. So now I need to start working on my content and stuff. What I found was, you know, there's been phases to this lockdown for me. There was the I'm on medication phase. And that was mainly doing coursework and building a social media business. Because I had momentum from sort of New Year through till March. Working on content for crofters. Working on going through uh, Rachel Peterson's mentorship group. Working through the digital marketer coursework. And so I had a lot of momentum going with, with that. And then the next phase was the coming off of meds phase. Which involved a lot of dog walking. A lot of talking. Recording. Um, still doing some coursework but a bit less enthusiastically understandably so because my work had dried up right so the coursework started to dwindle and that was partly because Digital Marketer they put out a message to say that they would allow anyone to do their courses free of charge was it during April I think it was during April but their servers couldn't keep up with the demand. And watching those those lessons, it was quite tortuous. But I did get through two of them, I think, 
to get my certificate, my badge that I've got on my LinkedIn page. So, you know, the learning was continuing. Then came the post-medication phase when there were side effects and I was still doing the walking and the talking. Not so much the coursework. Um, what was I doing? I don't really know, to be honest. I was feeling pretty crap, as I suppose a lot of the country was, a lot of the world was, because of the pandemic. And that's when I started listening to Brian Rose and I started listening to David Icke. All the kind of non-mainstream news. I totally switched off the mainstream news. And then the final phase has been the investment phase. When I started to... I mean, I put money into Cash FX in November. And then basically didn't look at it again. I topped it up, I can't remember when, from two grand to 20. So it's quite a big top up. But then I wasn't watching it. I wasn't looking at the opportunities of bringing people in, into my team, you know, as a, as a business, really. That only started, let me think, three weeks ago. Probably about that. And that... Well, I think all of the things I'm doing, it's kind of like living on Aaron for anyone. You either do lots of different things or you go and work in the co-op. I mean, you can't really go and get a job here, but I, I, mean, I don't know if you can anywhere now. Besides which, I haven't had a job for a boss since I was in Kazakhstan, which was, I left there in 2001. So I've been self-employed since 2001. And it's... Yeah, I see it as... There's an opportunity for me to build a business. Because I believe in what I'm doing. And I think there really is an opportunity for people to make money. Passive income. With the, the, the smallest of, of investments. So I mean, that's why I've got my brother involved. That's why I've got my mother-in-law involved. At my cost, I've put my money in to open accounts for them because I believe that the system will work. I believe it does work and I believe that it will grow into passive income for them as well. And also, for my kids, I've opened up accounts for them with the, the Bitcoin-based mirror trading Mirror Trading International and yeah, here's the thing about two years ago I applied to have my son's Google AdSense account opened or rather linked to mine because he's a miner and he was making money on YouTube so when I did that I looked to see how you withdraw money from YouTube and it said when you reach 60 quid you can withdraw it to your bank account. All you have to do is request a PIN which will be sent to your house through the mail, enter the code and that's you verified. Two years it took. The code arrived today. 
So every four to six weeks I've been going in requesting a new pin for two years. Now there's nobody to contact, there's no support forum, there's nothing. There was nothing I could do to get in touch with Google and get them to verify my address. It was infuriating. During all this time, Hamish's AdSense account had gone up to over £3,000. Nuts, isn't it? So, today the pin came. And so the money should be coming out soon into my bank account. And we had actually been talking just this week about how Hamish would really like to go to Disneyland in Paris. We took him when he was one, but he was there for his first birthday. So we used to live not too far away. And we took him again. He was maybe five, four or five. I can't actually remember what year it was and what age he was, but he went back again. And he's he's really keen to go again. And he's, at, he's 14 now. So he's at the age where, you know, he'll really get something different from it. And so we said, Hamish, how would you like to treat the family with your YouTube money? And he's all for it. His eyes lit up and he was all, you should have seen it. So what I'm going to do is, you know, I've spoken about my investments. That's how I got into this topic. One of the investments is called Finico, which is at finico.ru. And they have a product which doubles your money in three months. So I've started buying those myself with my profits from the the big Finico investment part, which is the CTIs. So I'm making $50 a week on a $5,000 investment. So every two weeks, I'll have $500, which I'm then going to use to buy their Double Your Money product in three months so that in three months time every two weeks I'll have a thousand dollars coming in and once I've got three thousand dollars I can buy three one thousand dollar packs which will put my five thousand up to eight thousand which will then start to earn me eighty dollars a week so I think I'm going to do that with Hamish's three thousand pounds I'm going to put it into Finico I'm going to double it in three months time and then when I withdraw it we'll have enough for a good holiday and I'll have enough to put some away because there will be tax to pay on the income of the capital gains so that's the thing I need to start to be cognizant of is that I am going to have a tax bill on these profits and I need to start taking that seriously and making sure I've got funds available to pay the tax man when the bill comes in. So, I also thought what I would do is maybe take a thousand of it once we double it. So use, so what will it take? Two for the holiday, give or take. Um, let's say two for the tax man. And then I could put two into Hamish's mirror trading account which is in Bitcoin and is earning about 10% a month. So that would that would really help the boy out, wouldn't it? And so 
it's quite exciting, I have to say. I know, I know that these investment schemes are all, they all have risks. I mean, every, every investment you go into has risk. It's just weighing up the risk and working out what your appetite for that risk is. So that's what we're going to do. So I'm coming back to the bottom of my hill. I feel like I've talked for ages. I hope it comes out all right. 32 minutes, that's quite a long one today. So I'll leave it there, folks. I'll get home, take the wet jacket off, have a cup of tea. And I think I'll watch the rest of Uncut Gems on Netflix. It's a cracking film, but watch it with the subtitles on because it's fast, fast dialogue and it's New York dialogue, which for me to follow is is a challenge. So if you're interested in my investment schemes, I can send you some videos to take a look at. I also have my own referral links, of course, which I can send you if you're interested. And you can invest... Cash effects a minimum of $300. And finico.ru, I think at the moment for the double your money in three months, I think they want $155. I think that's right. And for mirror trading, which is the Bitcoin one, you need $100 worth of Bitcoin to, to get your account opened and verified. So if you're interested, let me know. Thanks for listening. I'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye.